Yudalaf from the Beis in Sota. So we said by Yavidu Mitzrayimus Bnei Yisrael B'forech. We turn the page to Yudalaf from the Beis. Rabbi Lazar Amar Beperach. What does the word Parach mean? Literally, it means with difficult labor. But what does it mean? How can we translate it? Beperach. How did they convince them to become slaves? So they did it with a soft mouth. They did it slowly, slowly. They convinced them, come work with us. Rishmon Bar Nachmini Amar Bepricha. Rishmon Bar Nachmini says no. It was by forced manual labor. They embedded their lives with difficult work, with mortar and bricks, in the end, all kinds of work in the fields. All of the work that they made them do with difficulty. So this is the second time it says, They made the men work with women's work, and in the women work with men's work. So even the one who said that previously when it said beforech it meant with a soft mouth. So here it certainly when it says beforech it certainly means with difficult manual labor. Doresh Ravavira. Ravavira darshaned. Bishar Noshim Tzitkonyes in the reward of the righteous women, Shahibahdor that were in that in that generation, Nigalu Yisrael Mitzrayim. That was the that was the merit that the people of Israel were redeemed from Egypt because of them. What was their what was their righteousness? Here, unbelievable thing. When they would go to draw water, Hashem would would make it to be found inside of their jugs, little fishes or little fish. They would, they would have so much fish, they would, they would come out of their jugs half water and half fish. They would bring two pots, they put them on their stoves. One would be a pot of hot water, and one would be a pot of fish. They would bring them to their husbands, to where they were working in the fields. They would wash them off, and they would anoint them, and then feed them, and, and give them to drink. And they would have relations with their husbands between the fields in a private place in a ditch. Shenemar, as the verse says, If you will sleep between the borders. So now, in the merit of the fact that they slept, meaning they were with their husbands between the borders, therefore they merited, the people of Israel merited to take all the money from out of Egypt. The wings of the dove, here the dove is reference to the people of Israel, they were covered with silver, and its limbs with greenery of the ditch. So we see here that this ditch that it's talking about is a ditch that was between, between the different fields where the women would be with their husbands. They came in Shemis Abrois, so then what would happen? They would get pregnant. They would come home. They came in Shemagiyaz Mamoldehem, when it would be time for them to give birth. They would go give birth in the field beneath an ar- beneath a apple tree. Shenemar, as the verse says, Underneath the apple tree, I awoke you, etc. The garment that ended the Pasuk is, Shama Chiblascha Imecha. That's where your mother had her birth pangs with you. So we see the verse said that they gave birth there in the field underneath the apple trees. Hashem would send, obviously they couldn't stay there, these women, they would have to leave the child there. So Hashem would send from above some kind of malach, some kind of angel, to clean them off and to, and to put their, set their 
arms and their limbs and their right in their sockets. Like a midwife, that when the baby comes out, she takes care of making sure that everything's in order. Shenemar, the verse says, The ones who gave birth to you on the day that you were born, they didn't cut off your umbilical cord. And they weren't able to wash you, to smooth you out, etc. So these angels, they would collect for them two cakes, one of oil, and one of Honey, Shemar the verse says, and I gave you to nurse from from the honey from a rock and from oil, etc. When the Egyptians would see that these children were there, boyin lahargon, so they would come to kill them. there was an unbelievable miracle, and they would be swallowed up. By the, by the ground. So now the Egyptians saw that they'd be swallowed up. So the Egyptians thought it was just done with Kishof, the Marshal explains. It was just done with magic. So what would they do? My Vian Shvarin, and they knew that with Kishof, with magic, you can only get it down as far as the hand can reach. So they were going to come along, they would bring along these oxes, Vacharshan al Gabon, and they would thresh upon them where the children were. Shanemar al Gabai Kharshu Kharshim. Upon me did they thresh those threshers. And the word Kharshim could also mean the magic the magical ones. It's referring to the Egyptians. They came with their thresh their threshing their threshing materials to try to kill those children, etc. So after the of course it wasn't done with, with magic, but rather it was done with Hashem's miracle, and therefore it was beneath the ground farther than they could thresh. So they would burst forth and come out like the grass of the field. Shenemar, as the verse says, Revava kitzemach hasode nesatich. I have made the, the many, the multitude, like, like the growth of the field. Vikevan shemis gadlin. So once they would grow up, Bain adorim adorim lebatehem. They would come in droves to their houses. Shenemar, vatiri vatigdali, vatavoyu baadi adayim. And you became great and you grew up and you came, and you came to me. Altikre baadi adayim. Don't read it, you came to me. Ella baadre adorim. You came in droves. When Hashem revealed Himself to the people of Israel on the sea, so these little children who had grown up, so they, they were the first ones to recognize Hashem, because they had they had grown up with Hashem. Hashem had taken care of them. Shenemar, as the verse says, "This is my God." There's a there's a recognition, and I will glorify Him. Now, back to our story. So the king of Mitzrayim, he says. To the midwives, Ivriyos, the Jewish ones, Vigoymer, etc. Rav Shmuel. We have an argument here between Rav and Shmuel. Chad Omer, Isha Ubita. One says that it was a woman and her daughter. Chad Omer, Kalav And one says it was a woman and her and her mother-in-law. Manda Omer, Isha Ubita. The one who says that it was a woman and her daughter. Yochev Romerim. This is talking about Yochev Romerim. Umanda Omer, Kalav The one who says that it was a woman and her and her mother-in-law. Yochev Ve'alisha. Ve'alisheva, I'm sorry. So you have Yochev and her, and her daughter-in-law. Aaron's wife was Elisheva. Tanya, commander Omar, Isha Ubita. We have a bracelet that seems to implicate the one who said, Isha Ubita, the woman and her daughter, the Tanya. Shifra zu Yocheved. Shifra is reference to Yocheved. Why was she called Shifra? She would make the, the child look beautiful. Shifra, another explanation of the name Shifra. That the people of Israel became very great and many in her days. Pua, who is Pua? Zumiriam, it's reference to Miriam. Lamanek Roshma Pua, why was she called Pua? Shehoisa Pua, that she would play with the children. 
Another explanation: She would call out with with divine inspiration, and she would say, and she would say that my mother is going to have a child who is going to save the people of Israel. So, so now back to Paro. He said, So he said, if if when you're giving birth to the children and you see they're about to give birth, so that's the end of the pasuk. My avnaim, the Gemara wants to know what's avnaim. What are these stones? Rav Chanan says, Simon Gadol Masalahen. He was trying to give them a sign because he had to tell them, you know, how are you going to be able to kill the child without the mother realizing? So you have to know exactly when she's giving birth. So he gave them a, a very powerful sign. He said like this. When she's about to give birth, so her thighs they get as cold as stones. And there are those who say a different understanding. The verse says, "I went down to the place of the potter." He was doing his work on the stones. Just like a potter, he has a thigh on either side of the machine that he's using, or the stone that he's using. He has the stone in the middle, which on which he places the pot, the pottery that he's that he's forming. So to a woman, so she has a leg on one side, a leg on the other side, and the child's in the middle. So just like, this is the Marsha's explanation, just like a yotzer, a potter, so when he is about to, when he's at that point where he's got the thing between his legs, so so he can destroy the pot, the pot that he's making because he hasn't yet made it hard. So too, if you want to kill a child, so that's the moment to kill it. That's what Paro was saying. So then it says he continues Paro and says in Benhu vahamisen. I say if it's a boy, you have to kill it. So he had to give them another sign because when the head comes out, he's, they have to kill it right away. Right, so how are they going to know if it's a boy or a girl? If the head comes out first, you can't tell if it's a boy or a girl. So he said to them, Ben, pan of lamata, when the when a sun comes out, so his face is facing down. And Rashi explains this is just how it is in relations. The the, the man is on top, so his face is facing down. Bas panelamala, however, a girl, so her face is facing up when she comes out. So that's how you'll know if it's a boy or a girl. So the verse continues that they feared Hashem and they didn't do as Paro spoke unto them. It shouldn't say unto them it should say to them. What, what does it mean This teaches us what's the Lashon of Alehen. Rashi explains whenever we find that someone is going to have relations with a woman so it says came to her so that's what he was trying to do. Power wanted them to have relations with him, illicit relations. They did not acquiesce. The Pasuk continues, They gave life to the children. So what does it mean that they gave life? It should say they didn't kill him. They didn't kill the children. Why does it say they gave life? Not only didn't they kill them, they would take care of the children and make sure that they had all of their needs, whether it's water or their or food. And they said, these, these uh, midwives, they said to Paro, that these women, these Jewish women, they are chayoyseina. They're like, they're like animals in a certain sense. Uh, there's two explanations of the word chayoy. Does it mean midwife or does it mean an animal? My chayoy, Sigmar asks, what is this mamash. If it means midwives, what, a midwife doesn't need a midwife? What were they saying? They're, they're midwives. 
Do they not need another woman? Livolda in order to help them? Rather they said, We find that this nation or this people of Israel, they're compared to animals. Yehuda, we see it says Gur he's compared to a lion. Dun, Yidan Nachash. We see Dun is compared to a snake. Naftali Ayala. Naftali is compared to a row. Yisachar Chamor Garm. Yisachar is compared to a mule. Yosef Shor. Yosef is referred to as an ox. Binyamin Ze'ev Yitrav. Binyamin is compared to a wolf. Tichsivbe. And so these are the ones that we have something written about them. The like Sivbe and any of the nations, any of the, I'm sorry, tribes that don't have something, it says, Ma'imcha Levi Bein Arayos Ravatsa. That our mother, meaning our forebears, were referred to as a mother lion. So we see that all of the people of Israel are referred to as animals in a certain sense. That's what, they, that's what the Mialdos were telling Paro. Now, Vayhiki Yoram Mialdos Sisalikim, and it was when they, th- that they feared Hashem. Vayaslam Batim, they made for them houses. Rav Shmuel, so we have an argument again between Rav and Shmuel. Chad Amar, Batekahuna Vilavia, one said that they, ha- they had houses of priesthood and Levite. Levite houses. Vechadamar Bate Malchus once says no, it was reference to kingship. Mandamar Bate Kahuna Levia, that's clear. Who is that referring to? Aaron and Moshe. This is referring who's the priesthood, who's the Levite? It's Aaron and Moshe. Mandamar Bate Malchus, the one who says it's talking about some kind of royalty. David Nami Mimirim Kaasi. So he holds that David HaMelech came from Miriam as well. The Chsivatamas Azuva Eshes Kalev. The verse says, the wife of Kalev, Azuva, and this is reference, says Rashi, to Miriam. So she died. When it says she died, it doesn't mean literally she died, but rather it means that she, she got saras. She was sick with saras. And we know that someone who has leprosy, it's like they've died. Vayikach le'kalev es Ephras. Then when he took her back after she had been away because she was sick, so she's referred to as Ephras. Vatheled le'eschur. And they had a child named Chur. Uchsiv v'david ben ish Ephrati. V'goymer. And the Pasuk says that David was a child of someone from the family of Ephras. And Ephras, as we mentioned, is Miriam. So according to this one, so Miriam was one of the forebears of David. We'll stop now with these two dots and we'll continue from here. Bezos Hashem tomorrow.